This podcast is brought to you by Western Australia's Department of Primary Industries and Regional Development's Crop Protection Portfolio. Hello and welcome to our series focusing on areas of crop protection research. A number of short programs aiming to assist grain growers by delving deeper into some of the background behind our research projects targeting weeds, pests and diseases. My name is Jeanette Pratt and I'm from DPIRD based in Mora. With me today I have Kira Beard, a plant pathologist from DPIRD who is conducting research into sclerotinia. Research into canola sclerotinia stem rot is a component of the Disease Epidemiology and Management Tools Project. More recently, Mutney's research has started on sclerotinia in Lupin. The work conducted for these projects in WA is a GRDC and DPIRD investment. Welcome, Kira. Thanks, Jeanette. Kira, can you just explain to us what your role at DPIRD is? Yes, I'm a research scientist in the area of plant pathology. Kira, you've been researching sclerotinia stem rot for a while now. Can you tell us why this disease is such a concern in WA? Yes, sclerotinia stem rot is a fungal disease that affects a lot of broadleaf crops, including canola and lupin. And it's probably the most challenging disease because it varies greatly between years and even between paddocks. All canola varieties are susceptible and it's really hard to know when the disease is going to be a problem and if it's going to be economical to manage it. It needs to be managed before symptoms are seen, which can be extremely challenging to predict. And sometimes it causes significant yield loss in some seasons and other times it doesn't. The other challenge is that the sclerotia, which carries the disease over between seasons, are really hardy and they can last for many years in the soil, creating ongoing disease risks. What are some of the things that you've been looking at as part of the research into sclerotinia stem rot? So it's a really interesting disease to investigate. We've been doing work looking at germination of the sclerotia, which are the fruiting bodies that carry the disease over. We've been looking at how they germinate and what kind of conditions they persist under. We've also been looking into managing the disease with fungicide, particularly looking at different timings, what's the most economical, what kind of seasons you'll get a yield response from potentially, and yeah, working with industry to validate the sclerotinia CM decision support tool that we have that can be a great tool for using for fungicide decisions. Kira, from your research, can you tell us what sort of conditions need to be present for the sclerotinia to become established in canola crops? So the risk of infection of your canola crop each year is related to whether it's flowering at the same time as the spores are being released from the sclerotia, which are formed into apothecia. So the apothecia are triggered by wet autumn or early winter kind of weather and they grow and spread millions of ascospores and then the ascospores infect petals and then when the petals are falling during crop flowering, that's when they can fall into the canopy and infect crops. So each of these trigger points requires the weather to be precisely humid and wet and so it depends a lot on the weather as to whether you're going to see the disease each season. So this is where the sclerotinia CM app is very helpful because it look, it considers the weather conditions coming up and it considers what growth stage your crop is at at present. Kira, if I was to walk out into a paddock of canola, can you tell me what I need to be looking for 
for being able to identify sclerotinia stem rot? Yeah, so the disease tends to be a problem mostly in crops that have a history of sclerotinia, so ones that have had it before either in the canola rotation or in lupins or even in pulses or pastures. A crop with good yield potential is usually more at risk and ones with canopy cover where the humidity can develop underneath dense crops on really loamy soil types. So what you're looking for is the early symptoms can be seen on the leaves, sometimes like a water kind of stain on the leaves, or it then moves to the stem and causes like a fluffy white growth, which causes a rot that goes around the stem circumference and then the plants can start lodging and become like mature really early so they turn white and stand out a lot from the other healthy plants around them. So they're the symptoms of the actual disease and it requires a quite a complicated disease cycle to get through each stage but that's um, visually what you would see. So Kira you mentioned earlier that sclerotinia can have quite significant yield impacts. Can you tell us what the management practices are for controlling the disease? So there are quite a few different strategies that you can consider and it's important to use an integrated disease management strategy. So to start off with rotation is very important with non-host crops. So cereal crops don't get infected with sclerotinia, so they're a good crop to rotate with. And it's important to use clean seed as well, seed that doesn't contain any sclerotia in it. The other part is it's important to know the paddock history, what crops you've grown in there before and all varieties are susceptible. It's likely that you're going to need to use a foliar fungicide. So we recommend that you use a foliar fungicide during crop flowering. Usually we find around 20 to um, 30% bloom is usually the most economic time, but I'm going to talk about the sclerotinia CM decision support tool and that is the best way to know whether it's likely to be economic or not to apply a fungicide. So Kira you've just mentioned the sclerotinia CM decision support tool can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes so the sclerotinia CM the CM stands for canola management decision support tool it's a forecast casting model it's based on a paddock by paddock scenario where you can estimate the likely economic returns that you'll get from applying a fungicide in your current paddock in this current season. So it's based on research conducted by plant pathologists in WA and also over east and it's been put together and validated and it's a really useful tool to determine if it's likely that you'll get some money back from fungicide application this season. And how would our listeners go about finding this decision support tool? So you can access it on Google Play or the App Store, but it's only designed for the iPad or the tablet. So you need to be on your iPad or tablet at the time, then go to Google Play or the App Store and you can download it for free from there. Uh, Kerry, you've done a fair bit of research into the area of fungicide applications. Can you tell us what some of the dangers are with applying fungicide to canola crops every single year? Yeah, fungicide resistance is becoming a really serious concern. And in WA, we already have situations where we have fungicide-resistant populations of barley, powdery mildew and barley net blotches. So we really encourage all growers to use fungicides 
strategically and to be responsible with them. So we only want to use fungicides if it's necessary, if it's actually going to be worth your while and there's enough disease likely to be there. And it's important to rotate different modes of action. So firstly, yeah, you don't want to waste your money if you're not likely to get a yield response. And then secondly, yes, just to consider being responsible with your fungicide use for future generations and the whole grains industry. So, Kira, you've done a fair bit of work with sclerotinia in canola crops, but I believe that you're about to start doing some work on sclerotinia and lupins. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so the disease is the same sclerotiorum, sclerotinia sclerotiorum um, that infects canola. And so we've been finding that a lot of growers who grow canola and lupins are seeing it more regularly in their lupins because they are grown in close rotation. So in lupins, the disease infects all plant parts, but from our initial research, it seems that the pods on the main spike are likely to be what gets infected most severely, and that might be how the disease causes greatest yield loss in lupins. So we're investigating fungicide timing, which could be later, than it is in canola. The optimum timing could be later because it's it's important in lupin to protect the pods rather than the stems. So we're doing some trials this year at Geraldton and other areas where we'll be comparing different fungicide timings and also looking at narrow leaf lupin versus albus lupin, just investigating how the disease develops differently in these different species and particularly how they develop scleroid production differently it appears that the albus are a bit more like canola and sclerotia can form in the stem of albus and we haven't seen that so much in the narrow leaf so yeah it'll be interesting to delve into the world of lupins now and when will we start to see some of those results come out from that research well later this year we should have some initial results available so yeah watch this space Thank you for joining us today, Kira, and talking to us about sclerotinia stem rot. You're welcome.